This is the Suplex Assassin MLW National Openweight Champion. As you see here, and I am here on the Three Count Podcast, and I mean one, two, three, Three Count Podcast, and we are about to get shit rolling. Let's go. Well, right now, when you hear this kind of intro, you already know what that means, right? Because this is like our sixth episode we've done of it. But this is now entering 201, and I am your host, as always, Clipper, Red Dog Miller. That's right. You know, that guy that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But it's never about me. It's about who's entering. You see him right there. He is the suplex assassin. Alex King, he is your MLW National Open Weight Champion. And uh, he wasn't when we first had him on the show. So to have him now with that title, uh, (laughs) yo, I'm going to be honest, man. I watched you on MLW, and I saw you win that title. I think, like, (laughs) I I had the biggest pop because I was like, holy shit, (laughs) I know this guy. (laughs) (laughs) but yo thank you for coming back on the show man i'm definitely excited about this dude thank you for having me uh I'm, a lot of people always a lot, a lot of podcasts that i do they're always like oh yeah we'll have you back on and they never have me back on so i'm thankful that you actually reached back out to have me back on dude but I, been, I had fun last time hell yeah and what's, what's crazy though is that like uh I remember like just finding you randomly like on tiktok and then like we started talking chopping it up from there Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, I've told people all the time now, and I was like, yo, like, in, in, his, in his business, right, and this is something that like, I've kind of learned and started kind of adapting and understanding and, and having, like, some cool mentors, like, tell me these kind of things. But you have people who, like, uh, you have a lot of, you'll have a lot of acquaintances. You won't have as many friends, but mm-hmm. you'll have a lot of people on your team, but not necessarily a lot of people in your corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've taken that to heart. Um, shout out to O'Shea Edwards for passing that along to me. Uh, but you're one of those guys that I'm like, I genuinely know I can go back to and just be like, Hey man, like, here's something that's like gone on. Like, mm-hmm. how do you handle this situation, that situation? Or how would you do this? Or, you know, I, I can always, I know I can always come to you and just like ask for like some quick advice and you've always got something there for me. So that's why I was like, uh, yeah, this goes without, without a doubt. You got to come back on the show. I, I've. And, and that's what I try to be for everybody. Like I always tell the, the young guys at the A4, like if you ever have any questions, if you ever have any concerns, if you get into a situation that's kind of sticky, um, like I've probably been there. Because uh, like at the beginning of my career, like I had a lot of like, like really, really tense situations with like vets in Georgia. Um, so like I've kind of learned how to navigate those things because uh, at one point, I had one guy saying, like, oh, uh, you need to learn how to lose. And at the time, I was losing anyway. Like, I had, I didn't care. Like, they were booking, like, now I look back on it now, they were booking me pretty terribly. But, like, at the time, I was like, I mean, I'm here to get experience um, and, you know, try to, like, better myself as a, as a wrestler and performer. So I was just like, I'm just going with the flow. I mean, I was told at the beginning of like my training, like wins and losses don't matter in wrestling. Like, unless it's like AEW or something, but that's because they established these things matter. 
Um, but like in like on the indie scene, like nobody cares how many matches you've won. Like I don't even know how many matches I've won. The only the only re- only way I would know is if I went on cage match or whatever, because they have every single almost every single match that I've ever had. But like that doesn't matter. Like if you can't get over uh despite winning, um, then you know, you shouldn't be in the business, I think. Um, or you need to like really go back to the drawing board and really figure some shit out. Um because like it's not about it's not about the finish of the match it's about what happens after the bell rings um and you guys uh, you guys wrestle or have your performance however, however you want to put it but that that's what actually matters like but whether you win or lose and it, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things it does it does matter as far as like stories and stuff go like my story right now, well, not right now, but the story that I had uh, before with Calvin Tankman, like, it mattered that I was beating him and I was finding every which way to cheat um, and and uh, get over on him. Like, that's what matters. But in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter how many times I beat Calvin. He's still going to come back. There's, it's still going to be written some way that he's, that he's going to get his redemption, and he will get his redemption, and it will probably will be awesome. Not awesome for me, but it'll be awesome. <laughs> no doubt. It's always one of those things, though, like I appreciate. Like, it, it, it's funny because you, you, you mentioned something in there that I genuinely like. I, I love hearing about, right? It's not about like whether you win or lose, but it's, it definitely matters like, well, I mean, and you mentioned like at AEW, it does matter at that point. But you mentioned that it doesn't really matter if you win or lose. It's just like how you make people feel, right? Like you're just mm-hmm. trying to get over. And whether if you need to win to get over, then clearly you're not doing your job well, which yeah. is something that I've really kind of looked at and thought about because I've gotten over with people and I've lost. And mm-hmm. I just have people come talk to me all the time. Like I've had genuinely have people who are like, man, I really thought you were going to win that match. You really had me thinking that you were going to mm-hmm. win. And then, you know, and then I, then at that point, you got to kind of play it off like, hey, man, you know, like sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce in your favor, man. <laughs> you know, like you were yeah. never going to win. But this the <laughs> fact that you could take people on that kind of ride. Uh, and I've been fortunate to work with like a lot of cool veterans who have like taught me how to like work the crowd and listen to them and, and understand like what's going on. And I'm still learning because, I mean, obviously <laughs> – Rome wasn't built in over a day, but it's one of those things where you look back and you hear all the time from people. They're like, man, you're doing great. Like you just got to keep, you know, keep going at it. You'll, you'll get there. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. What? what is, what does that mean? What are you, what, what are you talking about? Where, am um, I going? where can I go? What can I do? Like, how do I get to that spot? <laughs> I think, well, I guess what I've learned in, I guess my journey or my, my kind of rise on the Indies is like, it's less about how many matches you have. And it's about, it's more about who you wrestle, um, who, who, who a booker puts you in, puts you against. Um, like I had the privilege of wrestling O'Shea, wrestling uh, Mads Kruger, or when he was Logan Creed, uh, Tom Lawler, um, Hammerstone, like all, all of these guys who like I look up to and that I respect. Um, but I also like I also love their work. Like they're really, really good in the ring. They know who they are. Um, and in those situations, like whether you ask them questions, which are always open to ask questions, um, like when you're just in the ring with them and you're watching them sell or you're watching them them move or you know, you're just you're just watching them work or whatever, while as most of the time I'm a heel. So whether I'm beating the shit out of the guy or a baby face or whatever, I'm getting the shit beat out of me, but you're watching them 
uh, you're watching them work and you're saying like, oh, okay, like, they, oh, they did this. Oh, snap. Okay, that worked there or whatever. Let me try that in my next match. Because what I do, with all, especially if I have a really, really good match with somebody, like I'll take the structure of that match and I'll try to apply it apply something from that structure to my next match or i'll apply the entire thing uh to the next match that i have plug and play with different people's stuff because not everybody does the same thing but that's really helped me to like learn and apply things and i think that's how i was able to get as good as i am right now um in in this short amount of time in four years doesn't sound like a short amount of time, but in this business, it's a short amount of time because most guys have been working for like 10, 15 years. And when people tell me that, I'm like, I can't imagine. <laughs> it's it's one of those things for me where I look back and I'm just like, man, like, because uh, I, I hear like the same kind of critiques and like I've been working on those things and like trying to build those up, right? So like one of my one of my problems that I was having, um, and this was like in the first couple, this is the first, like, I don't know, I'll say 14 months. And it's sometimes I still have that kind of issue and I still have to fix it. Um, but I was quick to die in a match, right? So I was like, all right. I, and I had to keep reminding myself, like, get up, throw a punch, get up. Like, just keep getting up. Like, just don't just don't die like a fish. And then suddenly <laughs> pop up out of nowhere, like, you're the second resurrection of Jesus. And you're like, I'm here. I'm about <laughs> to hit, you know. But um, it was one of those things where I was learning, like, how to how to work and sell and get the crowd kind of involved. And, like, in the last few matches that I've had, uh, you know, I got to work with, like, you know, like, TJ Sykes, right, who's, like, starting to tear it up on the scenes. You know, he's been doing it for 12 years. Working with, like, Andino, right, where I'm still learning, like, hey, man, we're going to put this in this spot, that in that spot. And then sometimes you just cut out the last third of a match because the crowd is so hot for you already. So you're just mm-hmm. like, why do we have to keep trying to build when we can just yeah. end on the high note like you're supposed yeah, to? go home. I it's, it's those things where I'm like I'm picking it up now and I'm like all right cool we can do this we can do that we can do this and so it's like now I'm starting to kind of understand like how to structure things and like mm-hmm. just to make sure I'm hearing the crowd right and it's it's funny because like I've watched kids they're like man we I hear the crowd like get to this eruption right and we're sitting in the back we're like all right take it home and and just like. 18 more moves. I'm like, Bruh. yeah. <laughs> Why is this a thing? Uh, I don't see. I've always wondered, like, because you always hear like veterans say, like, oh, kids don't know how to work these days, yada, yada, yada. And I really want to know, like, where the disconnect happened um, between, like, like, I mean, I'll never say that somebody's not telling a story because every time you step into that ring, a story's being told. Um, that's just my philosophy. Um, but I just want to know where the disconnect happened, where it was uh, more, more, I mean, because uh, I guess back in the day, less is more, but like now it's like guys think more is more. Like you got you to do more. You got to do all the moves in the world. Um, I just want to know where that disconnect happened because like I always tell guys like, you don't, this is not, I mean, there's, there's certain parts of wrestling that feel like a video game. And then there's other points in wrestling that don't. And like the part of wrestling where it doesn't need to be a video game is when it comes to like doing moves in a match, like, like, man, sorry. Um, you don't need like a move set of like 30 moves. Like you don't need it. Um, it, it that's not going to get you over. Like you need, you need 
some things that are signature to you. I mean, it may take time to establish those things, but you all you need is some things that are signature to you that every crowd that you know that you're in front of or people that watch your watch your content um seeing like okay, that's what that guy does or whatever at that point in the match. So if I pull it out earlier or at another time that they're not used to seeing it, they're like, Oh shit, it's a, the match is going to end or like, or, or, you know, something like that. So like, you can kind of like trick people, but like, if you do, if you do less, there's less to mess up. And then also if you do less, that gives you more time to breathe. That gives you more time to engage with the crowd and the people that are watching you. Um, but if you're going 100 miles per hour, there's no time for, one, people to digest what's going on, and two, there's no time to connect because it's just bang, 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 instead of being bang. Okay, some stuff, some stuff, some stuff. Oh, bang! Some stuff, some stuff. Oh, bang! And then you go home. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, it's funny because you talk about, like, people having, like, 30 moves and stuff like that. I actually had somebody, it was weird having somebody come ask me, because like, like you know, I haven't been in this that long, but to have someone come, and they were younger than me, but in in terms of like being in, but they were like, uh, like how do you how do you like get over with the crowd? And I was like, dude, I do like five moves. That's it. I only know like five, right? We're talking we're talking suplex, right? A German suplex. We're talking like a Northern Lights one, uh, a shoulder block, <laughs> a clothesline, and maybe if I'm feeling froggy. A backflip, a moonsault off the second rope. Mm-hmm. That's it. I was like, that's all I need. And because the rest of the time, it's just character work. Like, I'm just in the crowd's face. Like, I'm interacting with the crowd. I'm having fun with those guys. And they are getting behind. And I was like, if you think, like, man, I got to learn how to do, like, a 450 splash or, like, a lucha, uh, a, 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 a head suit to takeover, or, you know, I got to learn how to do, like, this Phoenix splash because that's what crowds want to see. No, not really. They really just want to have fun. And if you're not going to give that to them, because you're like, oh, I'm not ready to to talk to the crowd because I got to do the suplex first. Like, bro, like you're missing the whole point of entertainment. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I know a lot of suplexes, about a hundred suplexes or whatever. But I'm not. I'm personally not trying unless a Booker's like, oh yeah, we want you to throw twelve in this match or whatever. I'm gonna look at him like, really? And the, but then I'm I'm, I'm gonna do that or whatever because that's what they want. But like generally, if there's no like, if there's no uh, like uh, like I guess story behind how many I throw, then I'm gonna throw like four or five at the max six um and I, like at the beginning like when i first started like it was like i gotta throw a bunch of them or whatever because that's cool but like over time you start to realize like you because there's like there's other people on the indies with suplex style gimmicks or whatever like i'm not naive i i know that they're out there i've seen them i've wrestled a few of them um, but the thing that I do to set myself apart is as a suplex assassin, like it really should only take one. Um, and like that, that's what I'm getting into now. It should only take one. I'm st- probably still going to do more than one or whatever, but like the way that I play it off is like, I'm trying to brutalize you. Like, I'm not going to cover you after three of them or whatever. I'm going to brutalize you to the point, and then I'm going to talk my shit because I'm the greatest hybrid wrestler to ever exist. Like, and, and like, that's what's helped me. Also, 
other people like Calvin uh, on a, uh, I mean, I mean, outside of the ring, backstage type stuff. He's actually helped me with that, like working with him, because it's like, um, like I got a suplex, because I'm I was, like the beginning of the feud. I was like, I got a suplex you, because that's my gimmick or whatever. And he's like, I mean, yeah, you do, but like, let's just find let's find a, a creative way to do it, because I am three hundred pounds. Um, and though him being three hundred pounds isn't like a feat of me to suplex of suplex guys bigger than him, it's like in those matches, like the suplex, the suplexes that I did get on him meant so much more, and also allowed me to go into another bag of mind and pull out some other stuff that I wouldn't would normally do. Like, of uh, uh, the first show that we did in Texas, I think it was I think it was Mania weekend. I hit this man with a whole Stone Cold stunner, like middle middle of the match, hit him with a stunner, uh, just because it was like I got. I'm I'm about to have fun with this if I'm not doing like my normal shtick. So I'm about to have some fun with this. Um and then like some like I love the matches that I have where it's oh, can he suplex him? So like I'm not I don't do any suplexes. I may attempt it or try to do it like earlier in the match or whatever, but it, it keeps getting reversed. So either they do something to me or I have to do something else. Um, and then when it comes end of the match and people are like, we, we need a suplex, we need a suplex. And I finally hit it. They fucking blow their load. Uh, and, and then we're all good there. Um, <laughs> or I'm wrestling somebody smaller than me. And it's like, how far can this man throw him? <laughs> I like that. It It is crazy to think about like that. Because you said it right, like you, you know, you know, all the guys who have like that suplex moniker, they're like, I'm the suplex, I'm the suplex god, or I'm the suplex man, or whatever. Like, there's everybody, but you got to set yourself differently from everybody. And it's one of those things where I'm looking at myself too, like, uh, like there's a million guys out there who have like the, the military or the mercenary type or like mm-hmm. the assassin, right, type, type gimmick. And I'm like, how can it make my guy different? And I was like, every time I look around, I see all these dudes with these like, these, like serious personas. And they're always like, yeah, this is who I am. I'm the stoic type. Like, ah, you know, I'm Clint Eastwood every time staring at the sun. And I'm like, bro, I'm not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm just going to talk trash really loud and be super comedic with everything I'm doing and just see, like, how far this takes me. And I... I like I like the aspect of like having to set yourself up because I feel like people start to notice that and they're like I kind of need that guy on my show because he's he's one hundred percent different from like everybody else. That's the biggest thing. It's like you can be super athletic, you can do all the dives and stuff, but if a booker has twelve guys that do the same thing that you do and you don't do it better than those twelve guys, then like there's no reason to book you. Um, I mean, unless I want to have uh, a gauntlet match of all the high flyers, then sure, we'll do that. <laughs> but, like, I think, I mean, past like, all the politics stuff and all that nonsense, but, like, at the core of it, you have to present something that is that a show doesn't already have. Um and like that's the biggest thing of, of, I think about getting booked outside of like money and like politics or anything like that. But like if you if they don't if their show doesn't have what you what you offer, um, you know they should br- they 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 should be inclined to bring you onto the show. 
But if they already have a guy who's the military guy or the suplex guy or whatever, and he's over, I mean, cool, let it, let 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 him have it. But like, I always tell I always tell young guys, cause I see a lot of guys in school now that are all like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw suplexes too. And I remember one guy said, oh, I can throw suplexes too. You're not special, and I'm like, dog, if you think it's you think that it was the suplexes that got me over. You're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. It's not. I always tell people it's not the suplexes that that got me where I am. It, I mean, it's definitely like a plus or whatever because I look like I can do it. Like every, every like everything about my presentation makes sense. It looks like I should be tossing people. Um, but that's not what got me over. It's. I think it's one. It's my theme. It's my theme music. Uh, not the new one, but the one that I'm using. The one that I you was using coming in. And then also, like, just, like, my presence. Like, I'm comfortable in the ring. Like, I'm comfortable. You can see that I'm comfortable. Um, and I just, I really just told you, I'd be out there just having fun, dog. Like, I, I mean, I take wrestling seriously. Um, but, like, I don't take it so seriously that it's a, that's a detriment to me. Like, uh, bookers would be like, oh, can you put somebody over? I'm like, yeah, I can put somebody over. I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm going to control how it happens because, like, you still got to still gotta protect your character um, in a sense. Like, the way MOW is building me up, I can't just be going under to, like, uh, John Smith, who's just been wrestling for a year uh, or whatever, clean. Um, but, like, I ain't got no problem with that shit. Like, I'm still going to get over and I'm still going to get paid. I feel like that's one of the biggest things too. Like I know, like anybody and at anybody ask something of me, like I'm just willing to handle that because it's like, why, why am I going to be sitting here like freaking out? Like, oh my god, like you want me to lose to this guy? Oh, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Like in my mind, like I'm not going to do it, and then I'm going to politic in the back to try to get something changed. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, dude. Like I got, I did, I did catch some heat at a promotion because uh. This promoter, right, uh, has I, I know I'm gonna say I'm gonna catch you again. He put the title on himself, right? And it was after I Mike hate did. that. I hate that so <laughs> fucking much. That is the worst thing about professional wrestling. How are you going to book a show but also put the belt on yourself? Like, I get it. Every having a championship belt is cool, it's amazing, it's a great feeling, but like Unless you're like the most over person on the show, which nine times out of ten, the booker is not the most over person on the show, or at least not over in the right way. Like, you don't need the belt on you. You don't need the belt on you. I hate that. You have the book and you're putting the belt on yourself. You're overcompensating for something. I'm gonna catch yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch it so bad. I'm okay with this. So anyway, uh, you know, person uh put you know, put the title on themselves, right? And, like, it, it was, like, I guess because it's a newer promotion, right? And, like, the way the story was kind of building up, like, sure, it kind of made made sense-ish, right? We can talk more about it offline. You can debate that. We'll debate that later. Uh, but anyway, uh, they put the title on themselves, right? And they wanted to, to run with it. And uh, it, it's just... I got heat for it because the way the story lined up, right? The thing is, is if you go back and look at the social media presence that they put out there, which, you know, we'll hop into that too. uh, They were talking about like on their own personal Facebook page, 
that they're they have their students right and they're showing pictures of the students but if you watch the matches that he's having it's against all of his students mm-hmm. and i was like this is very may youngish right and i mm-hmm. was kind of laughing about it so as a character i cut a promo and I legit was pointing at like, the, you know, pointing up at my screen. I was like, you have said this and you have done this and this and this. And now you have this championship match against this person. And uh, yeah, and I put it out there. I was like, yo, like, you think that you're the good guy in this story, but you're not the good guy. You're clearly the bad guy trying to portray a good guy. And I was like, and I, and I, I was like as... A mercenary myself, I know my share of good guys and bad guys, and you are clearly a bad guy, and I'm going to show you. And uh, I dropped it. I put it on my. I put on my. I put it on my character's page, mm-hmm. and just let it rip. And uh, man, like that promoter came back in my DMs, chewed me out, was telling me about how like you know there's a professional way to do things that you need to like. You have to like do. You have to say certain things, and you have to run it by people. Just make sure you're not fucking with storylines and this, that, and the other. And I was like, "Bet my bad." And like, I apologized to him, and we kind of like, I don't know. I pushed it under under the bridge. I don't know mm-hmm. if they have, but uh, yeah, I was like. And next thing I know is that they came back and they're like, "Hey, man, like, I kind of want to run this story with you and see how things are going." And maybe we'll have a title match in January of next year. And I was like, I don't want to be a dick about it, right? I very much appreciate it. But I was like, dude, everybody kept trying to tell me, they're like, you're you're one of the most over people at this promotion. While this guy who's the booker, they're like, he's over too. And I was like, is he though? Like, I don't want to ask a question like that. I don't want to be a dick about it. But I was like, if I was listening to different pods, like based on their matches that they put out in my matches, that I listened to, I'm like, I don't really see anything like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's cool. And if they turn around after this interview, they turn around and tell me that they're not wanting to use me no more. I understand. Mm-hmm. But like, it is one of those things where I was just like, bro, like you're trying to justify something to me that I just don't see. Like, mm-hmm. not that I'm disrespectful about it, but I just don't see it yet. And I'm like, I would love for you to explain to me how it came to this point. When my trainer was the person who held the title and the moment that my trainer who missed one show all of a sudden had to like, he relinquished it. And then you put the title on yourself and ran with it. I was like, I would love to tell, I would love to you show me how you came to that conclusion. (laughs) Like if it, like when, when Triple H did it, like it, it made sense. He's the authority or whatever. Like, and he's title hungry or whatever. And you know this from over the years of watching Triple H's character. So that's definitely something Triple H would do. Um, but he didn't just do it to be like selfish. He did it to who who did he end up dropping? Was it he ended up dropping was it when he dropped it to Daniel Bryan? Or was that when he ended up giving, getting, I thought the authority, I thought the authority issue, like that angle, wasn't that, uh, was it Seth? No, it was, uh, it was Roman. It was Roman. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It was one of those three. It was either Seth, Daniel, or, or, or Roman. It was one of the three or whatever. I'm not a wrestling historian. Um, 
Someone's going to write in a comment. <laughs> someone's going to be like, oh, how, how did you not know that? Yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> um, but he did it. He did it to elevate somebody else. Like, if you're not trying, if you're, if you're a booker and you do that, like, it has to be to get, to help get somebody else over or to help elevate somebody else. It can't just be, I'm a booker, I'm going to put the belt to myself, and then I'm going to, I'm going to run with it for years and years and years and not put anybody over or not get anybody over. Um, that that's the problem most of the time, or like when Booker's the the Booker will put the belt on himself, and then they'll just play him and his friends on the show will play hot potato with the belt, and it's just like, what what's what's being accomplished here? What's being accomplished here? And you know the thing is though is that I've had other people kind of like talk to me about it. Because I did, like, I was frustrated, right, when I first saw this happen. And it got brought up to me that because, like, the promo, and, and I'll, I'll kind of put some, some shed some light to it. But when the promotion is so new, they wanted, like, they wanted a, a face to chase the heel, which mm-hmm. makes sense. I understand that. Um, but the way, like, things were kind of being built up, it was just kind of scattered. But according to, like, another person who I was talking with, they're like, the reason why the title went on this person was because it, the, the, the promotion would be a run out of the hometown, right? Mm-hmm. And they wanted like the hometown hero to kind of be that person. And I was like, I kind of see that, but it was like, I felt like there was like, there was other people that were like, should have been like in that opportunity, at least in that Deserving opportunity. Of that spot. Yeah, because yeah. when, you, when you show me that you have four people in a tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And one is the booker, uh one is your one is a person who's debuting on the show right debuting in the main event i'm gonna even put that out there uh the other person is the former number one contender and he's losing to another guy who just lost like mm-hmm. the show before. it's like yo but you have these four guys and i was like but you're not really like and i get it because you know it's independent wrestling right and i get that part that like you want to get with those guys who are going to be consistent. But if you're not like, if you're only picking like, all right, the top two guys are going to go through. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it just looks funny because in the background, as I'm looking at your, your Facebook page, you have literally put it out there. I'm booking this card for the show. Mm-hmm. And then the next post is, oh man, uh, I'm being presented with one of the biggest matches of my life. And then you're like, oh, but you're, you're kind of like, you're pulling back the curtain a little too much. Like you're like, mm-hmm. you know, you're out there. You're just like telling people like I booked this card and now I'm competing for the biggest match of my life. And like, I get, you're trying to get like the crowd to like the hometown, right. To be involved with what's going on. But it's like, dude, if you had just put that first post out there and you would have left this post, like it would have made hundred percent sense. Like you're working, you're, you so are building the show. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell people that you're telling people like, I'm working towards this match. I'm working towards this. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. Build yourself up. I get that part. But as like to the boys in the back, we're all watching you. Like, why did you tell people that you were in charge of this? Why did you tell people that you were doing this? Because now, mm-hmm. like, my character, who's a complete asshole, is like, you have done this and this mm-hmm. and this and this and this and this. <laughs> like, and I'm throwing a whole wrench in your plan. You're just like, and then I get chewed out <laughs> in a DM because I was like. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people always say they want more promos or whatever. I mean, yeah, you could run it by them or whatever, but like, 
man, I I don't know. It was, like, it was a tough decision. But you know yeah. what? The funny thing was, essentially, it did its job. Like, I'm actually cool with that promoter, like off offline as well as online. And I did I did step on their toes, and I will be honest, I did. So I kind of deserve the heat a little bit. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like my whole point was like, dude, you the way you booked the show just like kind of like was like all over the place, and you're not even establishing yourself. Like, if you establish yourself. I would 100% be like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. But because it's like A to C to B to F, and we're not even talking about what's going on with E, it's like, you know, we got we to gotta backtrack this. And so I just try to, like, zone everything back in so that the person, like, even though I caught, caught heat for it, there's a storyline now being built up to what's going to eventually happen down the road, if it's still planned. It might change. It's a hard subject to change all the time. But – um the re the, the the reason I kind of like actually want to talk to you, we kind of hit on it a little bit before we like jumped into it, because one of those things that it did is it got me a little bit of notoriety with the promotion that I was trying to work on, right? So it's like, how did you like? Because obviously, like your name, your theme song, everything that you had going on, right? This brand that you're building, what? Where do you think that that notoriety came in? Like all of a sudden, people started recognizing, like, oh, that dude. We got to get him on the show. I think your mic went out. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> Hello. There it is. <laughs> okay. I I accidentally hit the uh, the the mute button. Sometimes because it doesn't show up on the screen, so I don't right. I don't know if it worked or not. But okay, yeah, it works. Okay, cool. Um, I think. I think some of it definitely has to, I think most of it has to do with, with having like, like the branding, like having custom music that had my name in it. It was catchy. Um, I think that's the thing that like most people latched onto first. Um, And then like everything, as far as like my presentation goes, my gear, you know, what I got on my feet or whatever, like how I act, like, like it all, it all, it all makes sense. Um, it's, I'm not like, oh, I'm a suplex assassin or whatever, but I, but all of my moves are like, uh, Rana's and like high flying stuff or whatever. (laughs) And I don't throw any suplexes. Um, so like, I think, I think one of the things like everything that has to do with me makes sense. Um, it's easily digestible. Um, uh, I'm not rigid so much like i like to have layers to my character sometimes sometimes i'm super serious sometimes i'm 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 fun i try to be funny um you know uh sometimes i i can be vulnerable you know i can be sad i can be all of these things and it's not just like oh okay i'm rigid this match i'm funny this match like it's ever changing it's really dynamic uh in the performances that i that i have um and then i like I feel like having solid basics uh, will will take you a lot farther than, you know, having like doing a bunch of crazy shit. Um, And then like, also like my care, like I wrestle within my character psychology um, and I try to stick it within that as much as I possibly can. Um, So I only do things that make sense for what my character would do. Um, I feel like a lot of guys get away from that. They'll, 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 um, 
they'll do things that are that are unnatural to like what their character's archetype is. Like I'm not, you're not going to see me hit a frog splash off the top rope. I can do it, but you're not going to see me do it. Um, I'm a power technician, as somebody put it. Like, and then that's what I'm, I'm going to do: technical shit. Um, I'm and I'm going to do powerful shit or whatever. And like, that's what, I feel like that's that's something that people like to see. Um, and then also, I think around the time that I was coming up, like, I was getting to the point to where like uh, people wanted like wrestler wrestlers or whatever. Um, and I embody that like i'm a wrestler wrestler you know get in there shoot on you you know do a couple takedowns stuff like that um so and then also my rise really came when the pandemic uh it was it was kind of like it was after the shutdown um, and then, like, in that period where you could do, like, shows with, like, limited people. So, like, people had to watch this if they wanted to watch wrestling because there wasn't a whole lot of wrestling going on at the time. So the spotlight was on me or on wherever I was because I was trying to be at all the places that had the spotlight, that had the streaming um, and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, charisma is a huge thing. Presence is a huge thing. Um, being able to command a room, being get have being able to get a room or, or a crowd to respect you, your work, and pay attention to you. Um, and I don't know exactly how. Um, I guess like how to like coach somebody in that. Um, I think it's one of those things where you either have it or you don't. Um, but I'm, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Um, <laughs> I may be wrong. Um, this in something for me, like you know, and I'll I'll be transparent with everybody that's here, right? I've had I, I go to other people like all the time, and obviously, like that's how you're gonna grow in this business is if you're asking, right? And uh, I've had lots of people like go through and look through my footage and stuff like that, and tell me like, yo, they like this, they like that, right? I've changed like a not want to say I've changed a bunch of stuff because I've changed things, right, to make sense, right? Because like obviously, mm-hmm. we're still like in this world where we're like, trying to pull like feelings and stuff, but. Some people have hit me up and they're like, yo, we want to see you do more like custom gear, right? So we want you to have, you know, and I have custom tights already, but I'm like, all right, so we'll change the look up a little bit and just see if I can change this. And so I have new gear getting made, custom music, right? Something else I've talked about or, or you've talked about and something I've kind of like reverbed off of. I've gone to a person. I'm like, yo, like I'm thinking about doing this kind of music. Can you help me out with uh, X, Y, Z? And they're like, yeah, bet. I got this. What kind of beats are you looking for? And obviously like trying to redesign that. Um mm-hmm. So the look has always been always been getting changed, or not always getting changed, but looks getting looks getting added to uh, custom music. Obviously, you know, eventually I'm gonna also make my own Titan Tron kind of video with my mm-hmm. new custom music because I feel like that's something like a lot of promoters are trying to see and, and like because I've seen that now at a couple of different shows where people they'll have like a projector screen mm-hmm. and they have like custom Titan music, which is cool, and I want that too. Um, so and I know I can make that because you know that's what I do now. But it's one of those things where I like, and I try to include the podcast too. So when people are like, well, what else can you bring to the show? I'm like, well, I have this podcast that I like promote people's shows on all mm-hmm. the time. And I promote other wrestlers. And they're like, oh. And I was like, and promoters can come promote their shows. <laughs> so it's always like, always using like the platforms and trying to show like, hey, I can do this, this, and this. And I have this ability to have that ability. I make a lot of the graphics that uh, like fight cards that I have. I've, mm-hmm. made, I've started like, learning how to do that better and making 
new graphic cards like all the time. So it's like I'm trying to like make myself more versatile mm-hmm. so that promoters can use. But I'm more like, valuable. Yeah, that's what I I think that's important, right? And I'm like so so like I'm still and I know like a lot of people are like just be patient. Your time will come, just be patient and and things are going to happen the way they're meant to happen. And I was like but I'm such a big grinder, like, and I have a lot of friends that are all going to say the same thing, right? They're like, he's one of the hardest working people that we know. And I'm like, but there's levels to this, and I know mm-hmm. there's levels, and so I'm trying to get to that next level, right? Like, working out with another wrestler that we both are familiar with, uh, yeah, I was like, damn, like, this person works out like this three times a week. I was like, I don't know if I could do that, but mm-hmm. I'll definitely modify this so that I can elevate this, right? Um, it's um, as far as like trying to like elevate yourself. Um, uh, uh, one thing I, I, I kind of learned from O'Shea and uh, the student Scott Hensley, he books the Scenic City uh, Invitational and the Future Showcase is like you've got to you've got to get out to those shows that you know have that solid fan base that are streaming, like IWTV shows, like like shows that are on IWTV that have a, have a good Twitter presence will help you out tremendously because people are going to watch those shows. They're going to watch them when they're live streaming, or they're going to go back and they're going to watch them. Um, They're going to tweet about it. And as much as people will try to stay away from like social media and stuff, like wrestling is on Twitter. Like that, like that, that's where it's at. Um, So like, I would try if I were if I were a young guy like I try to get on there try to be active on there and it doesn't have to be super rigid all wrestling stuff make sure you do have wrestling you do post wrestling content on there because that's what most people follow you for but like you can still be a person on there um, you can be in character or you can be you. Um, Cause that's kind of what we are as professional wrestlers. Like we're not like actors where like they play a role and then they're like on to the next. It's like, you are this character or whatever. So you gotta, you gotta flesh it out or whatever. Um, you gotta flesh out that character. Um, you know, the best, the best as you can. I just tell guys, like, if you have any like shitty views, keep that shit to yourself. Uh, also work on that so you can unlearn yeah. that shit, but keep that shit to yourself. Um, don't post any of that stuff. But like, like I always like I've I haven't done it in a, in a f- few months. But like I always get on there. Like I, maybe I'll ask a question or whatever that I think a lot of people would answer, or I'll say something funny. Like uh, I think like my I I think the tweet one of the tweets that I made um, that probably got like the the like the I guess the most engagement was like I said that uh uh what was it uh cracker barrels of Jim Crow Applebee's whatever <laughs> that shit the first time I've posted it twice but the first time like that shit went nuts um like that shit went nuts um I got a lot of followers from that um I got a lot of eyes from that um and then also to remember like like if you have any kind of like buzz to your name the people, the the pe- like WWE, AEW, all of these people are watching. They're watching you, or whatever. So as long as you don't say anything crazy or anything super offensive, um, you'll be fine. But they are watching. They are paying attention. They're just not going to let you know that they're there. 
I tell people like I, I, I was saying this uh actually this was a couple weeks ago I said this. Um because I forgot who I was talking with, but we were talking about momentum, right? Mm-hmm. They spill oh it was Andino. Andino I was talking with. We were sorry, Andino. Uh we were talking about momentum. And I remember like going right to my Twitter and going to my Facebook page and just putting up the word of the year is momentum because that's all I'm thinking about. It's just like, how do I build momentum and how do I keep the momentum going? So I'm like, all right, let me get more active on social media. Let me get more active on Twitter. Let me get more active on my TikTok. Let me get more active like on like IG. Let me start posting more stuff, right? Whether it's like my gym content where like I put up like the workout of the week or I'm posting stuff for the three count podcast or I'm posting stuff up that's wrestling related, whatever it is. Like I'm, it's just trying to get people to notice and look and then be like, what's, why is he doing all this? Right. Cause that's all it is at the end of the day. I just want people to look and be like, all right, we, we see him now and we need to pay attention because he's, he's trying to do something. And I think that's what's important is that, like, I just, I want that look because I want people to know like, Hey, like I'm on the move and you guys need to keep watching because it's shit's going to blow up eventually. Um, like I think, I don't know if I said this on air or if I said this move before, but like, um, try to get in with, you know, try to build a relationship with the bookers or whatever that like, um, that have like taken a chance on you. Um, like Matt Griffin at action wrestling, he took a chance on me and it's paying off for him. And it's also paying off for me. Um, uh, but like with him, like, um, when I first started there, he was like, do you have a list of people you want to wrestle or whatever? And I sent him a list and he's done his, he's done his darndest to get me at least most of those opponents, or he'll send that list to other promotions that he's friends with that I also work with or whatever. And they'll try to get me those opponents. Um, Because like, again, it's about, it's not about how many times you wrestle. It's about who you wrestle. So if you can get, if you could get in there with O'Shea, like that would be like the greatest learning experience of your fucking life. I can guarantee you. I thank that man every day for making me who I am. Um, cause that, that match meant a lot to me. Um, but like, if you can get in there with guys who are better than you, iron sharpens iron. So that's, that's, that's how you're going to get better. Also always be open to critiques and then always ask all the questions that you have, um, to, to like, if you're like, if anytime I'm in a locker room with Jonathan Gresham, I'm asking him something or whatever, or I'm trying to have a conversation with him. Um, which is really easy because he's a really cool guy. Um, Davy Richards, uh, Suge Dunkerton. If you if you can if you can get a report with Suge, like you good because that man is so knowledgeable. He has helped me out with so many things. He'll make you work for it, but he's he's extremely knowledgeable. <laughs> it's like they always say it's about it's not about. I think I say it's, I think I say it's not about what you do. It's about who you know. And like in wrestling, like. That, like like that that's so true like that's so true it's about who you know what what knowledge you have access to um but i uh, i don't know i lost my train of thought sorry it's funny you bring you bring that up right because it's like i always feel like i'm one link away from like the next person right not that it's a problem because i definitely enjoy all the connections that i make right but how you brought it up right like uh, if you can get with Suge, right? Like you're gonna be, like, you can, you can get there. And I'm like, 
I know so many of people around his circle and is like, one day I'm going to, I'm going to breach this and I'm going to get there. <laughs> and I was like, Suge, like I have, I've reached out to this man on like numerous occasions. I'm like, I will eventually get to this. I was like, I don't know when one day he's going to stumble on something. I'm just going to put out there and he's going to be like, what's up? And I'll be like, got it. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I definitely, I, I, I know I listened to his, like, uh, he did like he was just talking in a in a, in the spaces one time on Twitter, and uh, I was just listening, and I was just listening to like the advice. Like three of my favorite guys to listen to, uh, I like listening to Tyree Taylor. I love anything that Shane Taylor has to talk about, and then Isaiah Wolf. And uh, I sit back and I listen to those guys talk, and they were, uh, I know <laughs> Isaiah and Tyree were laughing because I sent them pictures of my notebook. And I was literally, as they were just like BSing, I was just writing stuff down, like everything that they were talking about. And uh, and I found it important. So I took a picture of it and I sent it back to them. And they're like, this is funny that you legitimately just sat back and just listened to us and just started writing notes. And I was like, because it's important. I was like, if you're saying it, something's going to come out of this and it has to be important. I'm just going to write down everything that I'm listening to and just take notes. And uh, I feel like I've, I've learned a lot right both because of like the podcast and obviously just like being in being around people and not really talking just like listening and just writing Mm -hmm. and every once in a while I catch people always say something to me and they're always like what are you writing down in that notebook and I was like oh well you said this this and this and they're like oh well let me elaborate on that and I'm like all right cool and then I'm just writing more stuff down (laughs) eventually (laughs) but I think that's it I don't know man it's weird because like I know I'm still building reports I do I do want to see all right Anybody who watches this and knows me, if you're a promoter, ask me my top list because I definitely will get you the guys that I want to work because <laughs> I have a top 10 and I have, I actually think I have like a top 25 of people that want to work, not just this year too. <laughs> and I can't wait for next year. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, I enjoy uh, looking at it and then like writing off the list of names. Um and learning from those guys, because it's important, because I know all those guys that I put in that list are in my top 10. Mm-hmm. And they, they know that they're in my top 10. Like, I've even put it out on Twitter that these are the guys that I want to work in 2022. So it's definitely, uh, I can't wait to see, like, that list get knocked out more and more. Mm-hmm. I always tell guys, because I always see people post, like, lists of people that want to wrestle. And it's like, yeah, it's cool to post it. Uh, because like especially if you can like tag the people in it um because like then they they know like oh yeah definitely anytime anywhere like you always get those responses but i think it's more productive to just send it to a promotion that you work for um that that's where that's where it comes in like building that rapport with the promoter just send it to the promoter um be like hey if um especially if like you're if you're kind of in limbo you're just having matches on the show just like hey this is i, I want to work this person bring this person in um and if it works out like monetarily and stuff wise cuz it's still a business like yeah you'll get that opponent and then if not you just you just won't but like but like a lot of these promotions um they got to understand like quality talent isn't cheap like now if someone's charging exorbitant amounts of money and they're not worth that then cool say no but like like me personally i'm not working for 20 bucks i'm 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 not gonna do it at this point in time <laughs> or whatever if you would have caught alex kane like year year one maybe 
But like now, because I know what I'm worth and I know what I bring to the table. So like, and like, I used to always feel like so weird about it, like asking for like anything over a hundred, um, just because I was like, uh, I don't want to do it. But like, when you realize that you're a business and that this is a business and like, you're not, you're not for everywhere. Like you're, you're, you don't belong in every single show in the world. Like, um, then you start to like really put things together. Like, okay, look, like this is my rate or whatever. Cause a lot of people don't stick to their rates, which is also really, really annoying. But like you, you find your rate, you find what you're worth, you find what you bring to the table and you present that every time. If they don't take it cool, move on to the next. If they do take it great, you have a business relationship and you continue to work from there. Um, but you got to know your worth. Cause if you don't, people will take advantage of you. I like that. I like that. So, listen, I, so normally, like, you know, like, we had the three-count podcast, and we had the ten-count questions, uh, now entering 101, but on 201, we have one of my new up-and-comings, which I love, we borrowed it from another show that we have, which was called Returning to Ring, that we no longer have. Anyway, we have what's called Pin, Submit, and DQ, and here's how it works. I'm going to fire off either through wrestlers, through cartoon characters. Three whatever, and you got to pin one, you got to submit one, and you got to DQ one. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> so we're going to take this first right off the jump. I definitely want to see this because we're going to start off with uh, one Darius Carter. Okay, we're going to go into O'Shea Edwards. And then last but not least, we're going to do one of my other favorite people, uh, Keith Lee. Okay. All right. Uh, pin Keith Lee, because um, that's gonna that, that's the biggest name on the list. Uh, that's gonna give me the most notoriety. Um, submit Darius Carter because even professionally, even though I like him, his character is annoying as fuck. Um, <laughs> and he beat me. Uh, he kicked me in the nuts, and then uh, I, I gave me his finisher. But he kicked me in the nuts, and that's the important part. Um, and then DQ O'Shea uh, because I like O'Shea. <laughs> so our next one that we're gonna go into uh <laughs> this is gonna be wild so we're gonna start with dexter's laboratory we're gonna go with eddie <laughs> from ed ed and eddie okay and then last but not least uh shaggy from uh scooby-doo <laughs> uh, okay okay pin dexter uh, submit Shaggy and then DQ Eddie. <laughs> I was gonna go with you know single D, but hey, like that Ed is just ridiculous. Like he's been, <laughs> he's got some ridiculous things going on with him. So I'm like, I can't do this one. All right, so our last one uh, is definitely gonna be another fun category, and people will relate to this one, right? Because it's kind of a fresh thing. Uh, we gotta go with Tom Cruise, Ryan Reynolds. And then Hugh Jackman. Submitting Tom Cruise. Uh, pinning Ryan Reynolds. And DQing Hugh Jackman. <laughs> played Wolverine, dog. We all love Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. I was like, and Deadpool can handle it. Like, I don't yeah. know if you, why not? I <laughs> 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 bet. Well, that's submit, pin, and DQ. And the last thing I have, though, is Alex, man. Let... Our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you once again. 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Kane 11. Uh, what is it? What, what am I on, on Instagram now? The real, am I still the real Alex Kane one? I think I'm still the real Alex Kane one. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Alex Kane one, uh, TikTok throwing bodies. Um, YouTube. I'm on there. Alex Kane, uh, buy my merchandise, brainbustertees.com and mowshop.com. Uh, MOW New York is happening next week, actually. Uh, and from the Melrose Ballroom, uh, Queens, New York, it's gonna be fire, it's gonna be nuts. The Battle Riot 4, Boomerang Fight Club will dominate the Battle Riot, uh, and you will see me or Thomas go on to face Hammerstone for the world title. And there you have it so y'all know what this means this means that we're gonna do like you know every part of a wrestling match go home because this is the three count podcast presents now entering 201 and you see the man right next to me the suplex assassin alex kane he is the man the myth the legend and he is currently your mlw national open weight champion and soon to be mlw world champion world champion that's right so, you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there, or you just wait for this episode to end. <laughs> you wait for that outro, and then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say also one thing i need you to do for me the three count podcast also has merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod please go buy our t-shirts we love you guys and we hope you love us too so show some support please